0: What's going on my friends? Welcome to another episode of King's Code Radio where we are a movement of men, men rising up as kings, kings under the king of kings and producing results in every area of life. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about marriage and even more specifically going to war over your marriage. When things start getting hard, it amazes me how often we don't go and actually fight against the real enemy Instead, we fight against our wives. And so in this episode, what we're going to be doing, I'm I'm excited to share this with you, and I'm only going to be able to share part of this, but we're going to be going into a recording of a recent training that I did with the men inside of our King's Armory coaching program. And this is a 12-week coaching program. Uh, This one specifically, uh, the men that were on this call are in extreme... Uh, situations where their wives have left. So this isn't just, oh, marriage is kind of rocky. No, this is like the extreme of the extremes where, you know, divorce is right around the corner kind of thing. And so my hope is that you're going to hear this and, uh, implement. So you don't even have to get to that phase, but know this, if you are in that phase where your wife has left or checked out emotionally, even, um, we tend to try to fix things and yet we fail to recognize that there is also very much a spiritual aspect of this as well. So we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be basically showing you clips and, and giving you clips from this about an hour, hour and a half training. Uh, I can't give you the whole thing because obviously this was under uh, behind closed doors on a paid event, but I want to give you enough to where you can take and start to implement and really recognize that. You are not going to be able to fix your marriage without the, doing things in the right order. And, and the number one order is taking care of things spiritually first and then implementing on, on more of a physical level. So anyway, uh, sit back, relax, get your notebook out because you're going to want it. And uh, I'll, I'll recap everything at the end of these clips. Do you think the enemy, aka the devil, is after your marriage? What do you guys think? Yes? No? You can be even a thumbs up if you want. Do you think he is or do you think he's not? Okay. So with that being said, do you think the enemy is currently attacking your wife? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. As we talked about last week, um, talking about grief and loss and things like that. We, Mike, one uh, well, of the coaches brought up a great point that we often are trying to fix things in the natural, right? We, because we are usually natural problem solvers, we want to go and fix the problem. We want to go and say, hey, uh uh, okay, my my wife has left. My wife hates my guts right now. My wife's talking about divorce, my wife's this, that, or the other. Let me fix this. But the problem with this thinking is chances are, now I'm I get every everybody's here for a different reason. I get it. But here's the thing: if you think you're going to fix the thing that you're also partially or fully responsible for, you're going to have a hard time because there's obviously blinders in your life that you're not seeing. Now, again, I understand that everyone is experiencing what you're experiencing for different reasons. Uh, All of our wives are different people, different, I get all that, but please know we're taking responsibility for our portion, right? We're saying, hey, regardless if I am at fault or not, there is some part of me that is responsible for the current condition of my marriage, all right? So with that being said though, we talked about last week is we have to address it in the spirit first. We are trying to hit a brick wall, fixing things in the natural when there is very much a spiritual thing happening. So we have to understand that we have to address the thing spiritually. We got to address, fix, go to war, whatever it is spiritually before we do it physically. So with that being said, Here's another question for it. I've given some of you this scenario before and it will not be the last time you hear it, but I want you to picture your house, your home, apartment, whatever, whatever it is that you live in, right? If you are asleep, let's say it's 2 a.m. in the morning and you hear a crash through a window or a door and there is an intruder inside of your house, are you going to go back to bed? No, you're not. You are going to take action, right? You, you will become a man of war rather quickly now <laughs> because somebody has just intruded into your house. That's your turf. That's your realm. That is your square. And that is your uh, um, uh, realm, right? So someone does not get to just come in and take what they want and do what they want to your wife, to your kids, to your stuff, right? That's not allowed. You are not going to be passive about this. You are going to be aggressive in, in dealing with this intruder, Right? Now here's the thing though, the same thing is happening right now to your marriage and to your spouse, to your wife. And if we're not addressing it in the spiritual part first, and we're just trying to figure out steps and we're just trying to figure out strategies to win her back, we are going to fail because there is a spiritual dynamic that we're not addressing right now. Now, some people may say, well, I'm praying. I'm praying. That's awesome. And I've had conversations with many of you, and you guys have prayed very, very selfless prayers. And I respect that about you guys. But selfless prayers does not equal the same as a prayer of war. I can pray blessings upon my wife, and I can pray that she knows she feels loved. But if there is an intruder in the house, there is an enemy after her soul. My thought and opinion is get in the word and find out how Jesus did war. Get in the word and find out how you are supposed to fight in the spirit. Don't be picking up all those other stupid spiritual warfare books that will give you a bunch of advice that is based on opinion and not truth. It was under 30 days I got her back. But I want, to, I want to tell you, I don't think that would be true if there wasn't one key element in this. God gave me a roadmap, absolutely, and I followed it to a T. I was obedient to that. I, I, I killed my flesh, <laughs> but killing my flesh and sticking with the roadmap and the frameworks God had given me was not going to do it alone. And there was a handful of people, probably three to four people in my life and in my church that I trusted. I mean, spiritual, um, just heavyweights, like, you know what I mean? Like if, if you were going to go to war against the enemy, you would want them to have your back kind of thing. And so I was very grateful that I had a couple of these. And I believe because I made the choice that I was going to go to war for my wife. And that I knew there was at least a few praying for me and going to war as well. That is when the breakthrough took place. Now the frameworks that, that God had shown me, the roadmap God had shown me, the, the everything else was all extremely relevant. and it was allowed me to war and still do the other things and not do the other things that God directed. But here's the thing. It was because we addressed things in the spirit because there was so much hurt and pain and deception in my wife during this time that there was nothing that I could say or do, to fix it. I mean, nothing. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this. You try to say the right things. (laughs) You try to do the right things and nothing is working because there is a spiritual problem that needs to be addressed first. I find that there seems to be a common thing and I want to get this out of the way. And then we're going to start diving into some stuff here. What I've found is often if a wife leaves a marriage, uh, usually there is much hurt in pain, and maybe lack of trust, um, that has taken place. There, there's a lot of hurt and pain, typically. But with the hurt and pain, if that, if if your wife, and and I'm telling you this not to go tell your wife, okay? So so hear me now. I'm not I am not saying what I'm about to say to go tell your wife this because it won't go over well. But what I'm saying is often when somebody leaves there is usually an element of deception there as well. Now, I am not telling you that your wife is deceived. I'm not. But it is something for you to pray about. Because if there is a level of deception, if there is a level of deception, then that means the enemy is going to come in and sow more lies and scratch more on the pain, scratch more on the hurt, scratch more on the unforgiveness. And it also, all it does is create more walls between you and her, but also sadly sometimes between God and her as well. Is that making sense so far? So this is this is the reality of it. And that is why it is so critically important that you as the man, you as the leader, you rise up as the man God has called you to be. Here's where the rubber meets the road. I'm actually dealing with this with a guy, a neighbor of mine. Uh, I love him, love him, but he is going through a hard time right now with his wife. And I keep telling them the same thing. And the same thing I'm telling you, if you don't focus on you and Jesus and get right with Jesus where you are running to the Lord and and getting his opinion, if she comes back, and what if she comes back and there was more garbage that took place during this time? How are you gonna handle that? You're not. So that's why this time right now is hard and as painful as it is, it's also an opportunity for you to grow die to yourself, allow God to rise you up into the King that he has called you to be. And that should be the target for each and every one of you. It is not about winning her back. It's about you answering the call that God has for you and trusting him to restore the marriage. And that's why we got to get our thinking straight on that. So usually when deception happens, Then temptation will happen. Now, this is also very true with us guys. So please don't think that I'm just talking strictly about the wife, but this is the the common thing that I've seen is when deception happens, temptation then happens because, Hey, you're deceived. Anytime that we fall into temptation, we are, we are literally allowing deception to rule in our life at that moment in time. We justify it. We tell ourselves stories to justify why we're doing this stupid thing, but yet we do it, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay, so so with that, then happens is after deception and after temptations comes accusations. Accusations, and this is something that becomes detrimental to your wife, as well as us, if we don't know how to handle it, because see, the Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren, right? And that is what he loves to do is accuse. So if there is hurt and pain that is not being dealt with, with the Lord, and there is deception and there is then possible temptation, what better thing to come next is than accusations to, to pile on guilt, to pile on shame, to pile on everything else that will now prevent either us or her to run to the Lord and deal with it, Right. And so this is why it is so critically important that we make sure that we uh, are quick, that we are the men that run to God, not to people, that we run to God and get his opinion and not just count on everybody else's opinion. Because as you guys have all probably learned by talking to friends and family and well-meaning people, they've given you probably lousy advice and some of this stuff when it comes to your wife. How many of you have heard, just leave her, you'll find someone better. Oh, what are you waiting for? Why are you even talking to her? Ditch her. There's better people out there. You hear all of this stuff, but then it comes down to this and that is, but I am still in covenant with this woman. Uh, Luke uh, 10, 19, that we've been given power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy, get it all powers of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Then we continue to go into Ephesians chapter six, and you guys know it, where it talks about putting on the armor of God. But I want to focus on the first uh, three chapters when it starts talking about that, which is starting with verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, you guys know these verses. I'm sure you've heard plenty of sermons on these verses, but here's the thing it goes to reiterate that there is a spiritual thing happening, and we got to make sure that we're not just trying to address it physically in the natural. Okay. So our battle is against these principalities, powers, rules, the, these, these demonic forces that's trying to divide and conquer your marriage. So you've got to get in the word. You've got to be a man of the word. you got to get into it. I've challenged many of you, read the book of James, read Psalms 119, get a love for the word of God, get that desire, get that hunger for the word. Because if you're if the word is not in you, you're really asking for trouble and we cannot be men or kings that's ignorant in the word of God. We have to know what God says. It's a part of getting to know him. And not to mention, when opportunities arise, now you got to say, all right, all right. Opportunity. This is an opportunity to walk out my faith. This is an opportunity to walk out in truth. Do I really believe when when the Bible says walk by faith not by sight? Oh, that's fun to quote, but it's another thing to live it, isn't it? But you got to get a little righteous indignation over it. No, this is not a. It's no different. In fact, it's probably worse than somebody physically breaking into your house. You got it. You got an unseen force that's messing with you and tearing your family apart, and yet we're okay, sitting back watching Netflix and just waiting to see what happens. you got to make a choice. This time that you have, and I get it sucks. I get it sucks. But this time is an opportunity to grow in the Lord like never before and rise up to be the king that you've been called to be. Now with that, as you get in the word, and we know even Revelations 12, 11 says that he overcame them uh, through the by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So you got to have the word in you. John 15, I think it's seven that says, uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. We're talking about some power now, but we're also talking about I am staying linked up to the source of life. I am staying linked up. So whatever I ask, he gives, but it's because his desires are now my desire. So I'm literally asking him for his desires, which is huge but there's a place of death to self that comes in that the next thing is prayer. We have to be men of prayer. We have to be able to say, not, not just, Hey God bless this food. Hey God, whatever. No, I'm talking about depth of, of, of prayer of communication with God. Now this is not a Bible study. This is not that uh, there are different types of prayer. I'm not, I'm not even going into all that, but we have to be a, a man that communicates with the Lord. And that's why the seven steps in week two are so important because when you get to step four, now it's time for God to start talking back to you. And I get there's been obstacles with that. And that's why the one-on-one coaching is there. We'll get you over those obstacles, but how, how freeing is it? And and I know uh, most of you have experiences. How freeing is it for God to show you or tell you something once you get past that obstacle and you're like, Oh, that's what he said. Oh, that's what he wants. I mean, isn't that cool feeling? So. That's why that's so important. We have to be a man that is a prayer and a man that knows how to pray for his wife and know how to go against the enemy. We also need to be a man of prayer and worship or I should say praise and worship. And you go, why? why why? Because to see the thing is there's so many oh, there's so many biblical reasons why you should be worshiping and praising God. I shouldn't have to list them all, but here's the thing. Here's the key thing since we're talking about war. And that is uh, Psalms 149, 5 through 9, talks about the the high praises of the saints, executes judgment on the enemy. All right, guys, I wish we could keep going. Like I said, uh, unfortunately, this is behind closed doors. Um, but I hope, at the very, very least, you understand and are a little more fired up to go to war against the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your wife's soul, and the devil does not want your marriage to succeed. If he can get division in, he's going to start to divide and conquer. And so you have to go to war and address these things spiritually before you try to fix your marriage on an emotional or, or physical level, whatever it might be. So you have to know your authority in Christ to go to war against. Against the enemy. If you would like to find out more about, uh, you know, being a part of these trainings and the full access of these trainings, uh, definitely check out uh, our website thekingscode.com. Schedule a time, and we can see if one of our coaching programs is right for you. If it's a good fit, uh, then you can go through and get access to the full complete trainings that we do because we go deep on many different topics, many different levels to bring men to a place of wholeness and a place of power inside of who they are in the Lord and rise up as kings, kings unto the King of Kings. So until next time, guys, God bless.